Welcome to episode 25 of Tice Talks Helicopter Parenting. What a topic. Charity Berkey is joining Dr. Tice today to discuss perhaps how not to parent or how to parent. How to. Maybe both. <laughs> I don't know. We'll Guarding find out. Guarding your children. Are you ready? Yeah, the point is... I hear people in a negative way talk about helicopter parenting. I think you should take a course in how to fly the helicopter because <laughs> it's so important that we guard our kids. I have traveled around the country telling people for years that you cannot be too protective in our culture of your children. Now, I hear you saying that, but I think a lot of times helicopter parenting gets a bad rap because they're, it's the person that won't let their little boy climb a tree. They won't. They're scared that their kid's going to get hurt at recess. That's not necessarily what you're speaking of when you're saying being a helicopter parent. No, I'm talking because about... we did everything, anything adventurous. We played outdoors. We ran around. We did. If you were going to fall out of a tree, I was going to be there to watch you. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty sure you were. <laughs> yes, I may, I may have fallen out of the tree with you. Now you you we were talking a little bit earlier. This verse specifically um, in Titus. You oh, wanna... I love this. Titus chapter two and verse five says the older women uh, are to teach the younger women how to be keepers at home. Now, okay, being a keeper at home, I have heard this multiple occasions. It means you know how to clean your house. That's that, that right. Is what it means. Okay. And have we not heard that, right, Crystal? Over and over again. Over and over you hear that, you know, that means you're supposed to be at your home keeping it clean and make sure your kid you are the perfect homeschool mom. Now, hey, which I, by the way, Charity does do a great job keeping her home clean considering the four children that live there, but also <laughs> Her daughter, Cherish, well, how come she's when your kids come over verse. to my house? Wait, wait, wait. Let me finish, okay, though, because Cherish Berkey, I'm telling you, people, if you live in Las Vegas, you need to hire Cherish Berkey to come clean your home because <laughs> she's, she's it is detailed. incredible. <laughs> my home has never been so clean as the hour that Cherish spent cleaning it. <laughs> That's our eight-year-old. There's a little plug for her little business. Yes, there she, you go. But it doesn't. So keeping, She is a detailed kid. She is. Keeping, being a keeper at home. So... That's not talking about that, obviously. No. We're joking around about word, that. What does that mean? The word keeper is a, is, a, is a word that was used in the Greek. It meant to be a guard. So the idea is guarding your home. The wife in the home is designated as the guard of the home. She guards and protects them physically, emotionally, uh, spiritually, and socially. And that's so, so important. Uh, when we're talking about guarding influencing in the book, we'll talk about guarding uh, uh, from different negative influences. Well, there's so many things about a guard. A guard is aware of what's going around going on around them like i think of a guard i mean who is this were these roman when they you said it was a the Greek. centurion so centurions, is that who yeah. would have been talking so about so you take the two guards that were placed outside the tomb of the lord jesus christ guarding what that nothing would get in and that nothing would come out of course they were unsuccessful but uh they, but that's what they, their and their job their life counted on their job that's right exactly like if they right. didn't if they didn't fulfill their duty then they they were gone. <laughs> and for the, for the for the guard of the of the home, it's you're guarding, you're protecting those children. And they take their job extremely seriously. Yeah. So when this was given as an exhortation to the women who were where is this in to, Titus two in Titus two, when this was given to them, it's saying, do you understand how seriously 
you must take your job as a mom. That's exactly right. You are the guard. That means you are the person that filters through everything that comes into this child's life, everything that this child is doing on a daily basis. This is your main responsibility in life so as a the, mom. So here it is. Here, here's the command. This is given to older women, the aged women. Mm-hmm. Are, it's such a serious thing. Aged women, this is your primary job in the church. Teach younger women. You've known how to guard your family. Teach them how to guard their family. And do it by being chased, by... by living res- pure life. By living a pure life. And, and then focusing on them, raising them and protecting to them. To honor and glorify God. Isn't that wow. amazing? That is incredible. So God doesn't want us to be helicopter parents. He wants to be us to be Roman centurion soldiers. There it is. <laughs> that are guards. Is. I am so glad that we have an older charity here to teach us how <laughs> to do that. An older woman. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, yes. I, I just learned I'm 38. I'm halfway to dead, you know, so well, I guess I am pretty, <laughs> well, you learned, pretty old here. Well, you learned from your mother you how, to be a, yeah. how to be. And it's finding, like I you said, my mom always said, you got to find older women who have proven themselves. Right. Not just some old woman. Yeah, because <laughs> some old women have done some, There's some, some damage. That's exactly right. Well, and Charity, I don't know about you, but my parents, this was a team effort. Like, obviously, Titus too is specifically talking to women, but dads have a responsibility oh. in this, too. And I, I remember, you know, being homeschooled growing up. I don't know if you guys ever heard this, but so many people were concerned and they would say, aren't you afraid your children aren't going to get any socialization because they're not allowed to do sleepovers. They're not allowed to do this. They're not allowed to do that. And my they're mom would say, so yes, weird. that's exactly <laughs> what I'm afraid of is my children <laughs> getting socialization from children that I don't think they need to be around. Yeah. And needing to know who to guard your kids doesn't mean your kids aren't going to have friends. It doesn't right. mean that bad influence aren't going to come in and understanding that your child isn't the per your child needs to be guarded from their own heart. Mm-hmm. This is not just I'm protecting my children from all the bad outside influences. My child has a sinful heart and I need to teach my child, you know, you have to guard yourself against your own sin nature yeah. and you have to guard your own heart from the sin that's within it and it has the Holy Spirit working through you. But yeah, it's definitely a job for daddy. It's definitely a job for mom. But I love that this huge, amazing responsibility is given to women. Mm -hmm. And the world has taken that and made it this, oh, you're just a housewife. Yes. Oh, you're just a stay-at-home mom. Whoa, what? No, God said your job is as important as one of the Roman soldiers who is his his life depended on his job. That's exactly right. So guarding, our guarding, job guarding as mom, the, the emperor, guardian. Yeah, whatever. this is you have a sacred treasure, and you're there to guard your home. Yeah. So how do we do this? What is it that we're supposed to guard? What are the things that we're supposed to allow in, allow out? Well, let me, me ask you this, points. okay? So well, <laughs> <laughs> what about, well, let's talk about friends and let's talk about school. Let's talk about church and neighborhood. How do you, how do you guard when it comes to friends? Okay, so this is really good. You just said your neighborhood. So our neighborhood, we live in a typical North Las Vegas neighborhood. We have every different religion, every different nationality. We have Every different experience. It's a in very our diverse city. Ex- yes, it's just typical of North Las Vegas. So, um, our our neighbor, our home has become like 
the little child haven of rest. <laughs> All the children are sent to our home. Um, God has given us um, downstairs. We have in our living room, we have some fun play things that we keep downstairs. That's a pool table someone gave us, a foosball table some gave us. And so these little 10 through 13 year olds all want to come in and play with our kids. But um, we are extremely, extremely um, guarded in those areas. So they, we have rules, phones, when they come in, because all these little kids have phones, cell phones, they all have to put their cell phone right at the front. Now, my kids aren't now, allowed now, to go but outside. Wait, because some people might be saying, well, you make the kids leave their phone at the, what, why would you do that? What if they need to talk to their parents? Right, what and they're more than go welcome to go phone? over and take a, take a phone call and call their parents. And all their parents have my number, too. But it's not the phone that's the problem. No, it's because. It's what the phone has access to. <laughs> exactly, because they have totally unfiltered internet access. All the children, all of them, they come in with their their thousand dollar phones. <laughs> so, so, but the idea would be not to let a kid bring into your home something that your children wouldn't have access to exactly. in your home otherwise. Yes, exactly. So, so we keep that at the front. At the front, we have a little drop off that they all can put their little. That's a little cell phone home for them to come into, and no one's allowed to, uh, allowed to be upstairs. No one's allowed to be out in the backyard unless I'm there with them. So they are, our living room is a very open place for the kids to come in, play. We do devotions with these kids when they come in. We do our home like Bible club because they come straight to our house. And we've seen multiple of, them, multiple of them come and get saved. And their lives are being transformed. But as a guard of my home, I'm not going to allow them to come in and bring stuff that I know will be damaging to my children that's it's so important I, I when I when my when I was four and I'm five and six years old we lived next door to a wonderful Mormon lady I mean she was really a sweet lady mm -hmm. and her husband was a wonderful man and they had two sons Brad and Brent and Brad was the same age as I they uh, were like this little David the, kid comes yeah, over to our and they, they would let me come over <laughs> And I'm telling you, that lady sat me down and indoctrinated me yeah. about about Mormonism. Yeah. And my mom didn't think anything about it because my mom wasn't a great theologian. She right. just thought this was a nice, nice family. family. And my so kids I, aren't going to get physically hurt going well, over to this family's house. I learned about yeah. pre-existence. I thought that wow. I thought I always existed because this Mormon lady told me wow. that. It wasn't until I studied the Bible that I found out, hey, I didn't pre-exist. Uh, I learned about. I learned about. Uh, about uh, our our they would they would refer to God, uh, they would say Father in heaven. They would just refer to Him as Father. Yeah. And uh, and I thought well, so. I didn't know there was any difference between right. what we believe. And I was actually in Bible college when I realized, oh, hey, we're we not Mormon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's so, incredible. But yeah. she was guarding her home. She was when she when you came in. She's like, okay, well, this is what we do here. It doesn't matter. Other people are going to do other things. But that does not mean you have to invite those other things into your home. Yeah. You can still say, nope, that's not allowed in our home. And it's okay. The kids want to still come. Our home was, I think, sometimes the only structure that a lot of these kids have. And they want to be there. They like the adult interaction of us they playing do. games with them. They do. They like us telling them stories and teaching them about the Bible. So those kinds of things. But having friends... Um, we try to make our home the place where the kids want to it's come. It's a place of social gathering. Yes, because we want to be the influence on our children. And I am very guarded. So children, 
when our kids go to someone's home, we specifically, I was just talking to another mom, when you do not feel comfortable with going to someone's home, with allowing your child to go, if you have any hesitation at all, even though you know, oh, they're a good person, oh, we go to church together, we're great friends. If you have hesitation whatsoever, take that to the Lord and ask them, him, is this hesitation from you? And when you when you feel, okay, I'm still hesitant, then you say, no, this is just not something our family can do. Nothing against you. You have to learn to not care about somebody else's hurt feelings. Yeah. And you have to go with what you know the Lord wants you to do in your life. Uh, we, always, we used to always say we'd rather offend someone else than offend our children. And we're going to make sure that we do that. So you homeschool. But let me just say this. Maybe you have children, uh, you have your children in a Christian school or the public school. Then if that's the case, you need to get involved in your children's school. Absolutely. And, 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 if, and with church activities, I think it's great to have your children in church activities, but be involved in those church activities. If your children are teenagers, get be involved. Be the driver in the, in the activity. Yeah, be, be mm-hmm. involved in the youth activities. Uh, first of all, the youth director is going to love you because they need all the extra help they can get. Uh, so get involved. Know your children's friends. Do all of that. So very, very important to get involved with your friends, their church, their neighborhood, in, in, and let your home. I love the fact that you let your home be the place of social gathering in your neighborhood because your children are going to learn how to be effectively uh, reaching others and it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a blast for the kids. They're going to have fun. Right. This is, and this when there are things that come through into your home, because not, you, you're not a perfect guard. You're not. What? (laughs) This cannot be. But you're not. You're not going to, you're not Jesus Christ, so you are not going to be able to filter everything. So when, as a guard, when you have, feel like you've, oh, I failed, you need to approach, reassess, and say, what did we do wrong? What can we do better here? And you need to have those conversations with your kids. When something happens that you say, oh, wow, I can't believe this happened. Okay, take it to God in prayer and reassess what we can do and say, okay, these are now some boundaries that we're going to set up. You know, there, we talked to, just a few minutes ago about offending other people. When my husband and I went to the White House and we had to go through five different guard things, we weren't offended. We understood. Why? Because what was inside was precious. And we understood that we couldn't bring certain things in. We understood that we couldn't do certain things at this special house. They tell you how to dress. They tell you what you can say and what you can't say. So they didn't care about my feelings. But (laughs) it's a special thing to be able to go into the White House. And when we understand that our home is a special sacred place that God allowed us to guard. It's a haven that represents heaven. Yes. And it's okay for you to say, you know what, this isn't this just uh, we love you. This just isn't something that we can we can't I'm I just don't feel comfortable with my kids going over to people's houses. I I don't. And then leave it at that. You do not have to give an excuse. That's something a lot of times parents be like, Oh well, you know, well we're busy during this time. We're the no. I'm sorry, I just don't feel comfortable with my kids going over 
And and though I th- this you're exactly right. And my parents growing up, we didn't we didn't do sleepovers at all ever. Right. We had certain friends whose houses we were allowed to go to, but most people came to our house. But I think what what you need to understand as you're listening to this, you you need to not be worried about what other people think. But understand that people will get offended when you say this. Absolutely. There is a relative to this day that does not speak to my parents because they said, no, we will not do a sleepover even at your home, even right. though you are a relative. Yeah. And we and love you and they still that's won't. exactly right. And it's okay. People it okay. can be of- offended. But what can't happen is that you don't do your job as the guard. Exactly. Okay. So now we've talked about friends. Let's talk about about media. Let's talk about what your children watch and on that TV. That can be a whole nother podcast yeah. in and of itself. Well, but but generally, we need to guard our kids against TV, movies, uh, etc. What do you do? Okay, so for different things, because our kids, like, we ha- we are not there yet. And I, we've talking about doing a podcast with my nephew and niece, Jonathan Nashlin, who are both 17. Neither one of them w- had cell phones until just this past year because they're seniors in high school and they're going to be going into college. So in the future, we're going to be doing podcasts with them about what it was like not having cell phones all through high school. Kids can make it. They can Which, live without it. And they don't even realize it. that's weird because that's how they lived. That's how, yeah, <laughs> that was their life. So we're going to we're gonna discuss, and it'll be interesting hearing their side of everything. And um, so you do, obviously, you have to set with, with phones. We, because our, our oldest turns 12 this December so that's not even on an option but there are things but you do have television in your house yes but there are things like that we are we're going to do what's called gab wireless and we don't have any connection with them but what they do they have phones that look just like a regular cell phone the only thing you can do is call and text no pictures no nothing it's just a phone but it doesn't look like a flip phone like like uh, your special child that like isn't allowed speci- to have exactly nothing. It has zero access to anything, no internet access, no, and it's like fifty dollars a month. But charity, don't you think that's excessive? Shouldn't right. you give your child more freedom? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, I'll just let the laugh answer that. <laughs> I have a I have a question for you, Charity. So, Pastor mentioned about TVs and movies. I wonder if it was like this in your home. So, this is what my parents would do. There were there were like stages of life. Once you reach a certain age, you were allowed to now watch this movie with mom and dad. And then a few years later, you had advanced to now you could possibly watch this movie with mom and dad. And it was never anything like horrible, right. but just not at our age level. But then, no matter what age you were, if you were sitting down watching a movie with dad specifically, mom was not as dedicated in this, but my dad, dad was, was holding the remote. Yes, he would hold the remote. And if anything was said or done that was even remotely unchristian, pause. And dad would explain, explain why this is wrong. wrong. At the time, it drove me absolutely insane. It took us like four hours to watch <laughs> any movies on TV. Now I get it. But back then, I was like, there must but be a better way. But it's wonderful because it's teach so many people will sit and praise. You know, I. Yes. I, for example, this is something I've been thinking about a lot recently people who are in support and if if you do not support this is non-political no pushing politics here but people who actually support president donald trump feel i i hear them every time oh well i you know well i'm i'm voting for him but you know i wish he wouldn't tweet i wish he wouldn't yada 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 Yet they have no problem on social media. Oh, I love Jennifer Aniston. Oh, I love Ellen DeGeneres. 
Oh, I love, love, love when these mm-hmm. same people who are willing to do horrible obscenities on TV in front of the world are allowed to be loved and elevated. And yet we can't say, oh, the person that, you know, I, I'm <laughs> if somebody else, you know, somebody I'm voting for because he's done some bad things, too. It's it's very, very. And I like I said, I don't want to get political here. But it's such a sad thing when we can't point out to our children, right. oh, you know what? You know, these people are not our idols. Right. These and you people need that are consistency not... so that when somebody like a president would say something that is not appropriate, that you can then say, and this we don't exactly. agree with this. But if you're not consistent, your kids will see that, especially as they get older, and say, well, how come it's okay over here? How but come then we love? Happens, how come we yeah. love this actor who lives a complete opposite defiance mm-hmm. towards God yet yep. yet but but when you're watching those movies you can say hey you know what this isn't the person we're idolizing this right. is this was wrong they said this we used to always say anytime uh if before we have things called um vid angel yes I'm we convinced that, that it was a child that grew up in a home like ours where dad always oh, had no the remote doubt. that was like we need a better way <laughs> a genius <laughs> some some guy first, that knew how first. to First person came up with TV Guardian. Yep. That was a great. That was a, actually a dad who wanted to watch um, action movies with his Without kids, and so he, he <laughs> right. He, TV forward. Guardian took out cuss words, and then somebody came up with Clear Play, and then somebody came up with Vid Angel, and uh, yeah, the wonderful. media. For anyone to not understand that the media industry is trying to control your brain, that that you you. You well, really maybe not don't have, literally. But well, it's trying they're to trying to influence, influence you. Yes. <laughs> well, so so like somebody has been adamantly telling me I need to watch Social Agenda. Social Agenda. It's on Netflix, and you may, it's supposed. It's really good. It teaches you how social media is gar- guiding us into our, you know, influencing us, and we're not influencing others. It's influencing us. Yeah. And I said, Do you understand that Netflix, the people that is pushing this they're doing the exact same thing mm-hmm. if you look at why don't you see who netflix donates all their money to right look up netflix look at what the the categories you have to choose from on netflix these are not god honoring choices right. right so when when we don't understand that the media is not our friend and we do need to be an armed guard with our media if we do not if we don't grasp if if you're listening to this if the only thing that you grasp from this is that the media is not our friend i'm not just talking about like cnn and (laughs) news networks yes i'm not talking about fox news cnn i'm speaking of the entire hollywood industry they are not there to help your family honor jesus Doesn't mean it's not it's not okay to watch movies from them, but understanding when you let that into your home, that if you are not guarding it and giving, hey, this is these are the boundaries that we have with this, then you are not doing your job that Titus two is speaking so, of. So Anna, mom, mom, and I watch. Leave it to Beaver. We watched that last night. We're watching seasons of Leave it to Beaver. And we watch old uh, 1960s. It's a really good thing to watch during the whole mess of the election. Yeah. 
it's good. nice to <laughs> something peaceful. Yes. We watched uh, westerns, an old TV show called uh, The Virginian, uh, and uh, we watched those kind of things. Uh, it's important. It's important that you guard those things. Well, talk about this. Talk about having access to your uh, or, or your children's private life. Uh, tell tell us about privacy <laughs> in your. It's home. about as private, private as life? my my private life <laughs> was growing up. <laughs> um, so we had growing up everything. We knew it was an open book. We should, and the thing is, you should be able, that open book wasn't like, we want to know everything about you. It started young. <laughs> that's creepy, parents. With, right. That's creepy. It's a friendship. Right. That's, it's open. Of course, I'm not hiding things from you. Of course, you can look at, I had diaries. Of course, you can write, you know, when I'm a little girl, they're so funny, eight, nine years old, things that you write. Of course, you can look at this. But it wasn't open to my brothers and sisters. That was the that was the privacy that was allowed. Uh, one time, Josh, <laughs> I'm in the shower, I'm like nine years old, and Josh opens the door and starts reading my diary out loud to me. <laughs> I was so angry. I grabbed my towel, jumped out of the shower, started screaming at <laughs> Yeah, at the top of my lungs. He has my diary. My mom's like, what is going on? Josh received consequences <laughs> for that act. <laughs> so, but at the, there was privacy. The I was allowed to have privacy. Yes, there was allowed to be privacy between my brothers and sisters, yeah. but I was always able. It wasn't a, oh, I'm going to be knowing everything that you're doing. It was, I'm fine with you knowing what I'm doing. I like the term I heard when I was a kid, or not when I was a kid, when I was a young parent. Somebody talked about the family, I think it was James Dobson, talked about the FBI, the Family Bureau of Investigation, that everything in <laughs> everything in that house belongs to you. Everything in their room belongs to you. Everything belongs to you. You do not have to feel like you are violating someone's privacy uh, by saying uh, we were in your room, I went to your drawers, your drawers I can go through. We um, allow, right. we absolutely allowed for privacy when it came to dress and to right. uh, uh, the bathroom and, and that kind of thing. But everything in everything was open access, and uh, right. so so there was there was no there was no hidden things. And we'll in, talk in about the this in a later once we're through the book. We'll talk about s some social media guides that you can do, like phone guides and internet guides that you can use, because you can connect your cell phones together with your with your children. So as they're older, to help them guide them through, so then it helps that accountability, because that's a lot of responsibility given to a young teenager to have a phone and complete full internet access. That's just a lot of pressure to put on a kid. Sure, and, sure. Um, I remember a story by Jim Cook, great evangelist, friend of mine. Jim went to, Jim said, you, you have a car, but you need to understand I can go in your car, I can do anything, anytime I want, okay. So they said, so he, go, he went, went into their, his son's car uh, one day and, uh, I just set up and check the trunk, see what they're doing. And they'd come back from baseball in the back of their their son's truck. There was a, that was back when boom boxes were big. There was a big boom box. And in that boom box, there was some heavy rock music. And he said, I love this story. He said, uh, oh, they're listening to rock music. So he took the boom box out. It was underneath a towel 
in the trunk of the car. Like it was hidden. Yes. That's what it, it appeared to be. Yeah. So he took the thing, boom box out. He he took the tapes out, smashed the tapes, and he then he took smashed the baseball the bat. Took a baseball bat and he <laughs> bust, busted up the boom box. <laughs> then he took it back and put it back where it was, put the towel back over it. And, and the uh, best part. <laughs> <laughs> So the next day, his kids come home from school and say, Dad, you wouldn't believe what happened. What happened? Well, we went to school. And you know Johnny? Yeah. Johnny had driven home with us, and he wanted to have play some music in our car. And we said, no, you can't have that music in our car. So we put it in the trunk of our car. And he <laughs> forgot it. And he said when we got home, he said, he said the next day, he said, "I we took it to give it back to him, and somebody had taken it out and busted it up with a baseball bat." And Jim just said, "Really? Isn't that amazing? Isn't that amazing?" <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's so, one of the best preachers. I love anyway, him. Anyway, but yeah, so being just being careful. And we'll talk more, but because I know our time is ending, but we do have to take the responsibility of guarding our homes. Seriously, because God makes it a serious issue. Um, we have to make sure the friends make sure, make sure number four, there's always parental supervision at all activities. And you, you already mentioned this. We don't trust every parent. Right. And you don't have to say that. We just have to say, look, if there's not parental act, if, if, if we, you, you need to make a decision, are my children going to be able to go there or not? And if, there's not parental uh, supervision that you uh, approve of, then ju- they're just not going to go. And if that causes an offense, it's okay. Uh, make sure you know the parents. Make sure you know their values yeah. because their values would, ma- would be different. We, we, have, we made the mistake of uh, allowing you girls to go over a couple people's homes that we thought, hey, had the same values. And then later on in life, and you That's told why us, I messed up today. You told <laughs> He told us when we went over to her house, we were allowed to watch anything we wanted to watch. Well, how terrible is that? Right. And so, uh, so make sure. never wanted to watch anything except Little House on the Prairie. I did love that. I loved Anna Green Gables too. Oh, yes. That was the only thing Brianna and I, till we were like 18, allowed to watch at our house every time she came (laughs) over. (laughs) Um, So be an example, I love what you said about this. It's your last point, and I'm going to give it away. Be an example of wholesome behavior yourself. Yeah, that if means... you're going to be a guard for your home, you need to be living what you're trying to guard from your home. Don't expect your kids to have pure moral lives if you're not living the pure moral life that you have expect for them, too. You should be living this. And we're, gonna, we're all struggling through things, and that's okay. But this should be something you're striving for. Wholesomeness for yourself. Purity for yourself. And you can do that by going back to the old podcast and learn about prayer and Bible study. Shameless plug right there. <laughs> Thanks for listening to episode 25. Or did you want to say anything else? No. Do I want to say something? Yeah, I'll say something. I okay, just, go ahead. just want to say thanks for listening. Okay. <laughs> I was I was diving in there. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> Thank you for listening to episode 25 of the Tice Talks. Next time it's going to be 
I, I can't wait for this one. This is so, so good. We're going to be talking about practicing positive replacement. And if you don't know what that means, or even if you do, do not miss the next podcast because this is crucial uh, for raising your children in a godly manner. But you can also share this podcast, by the way. Learn wonderful things. When you learn wonderful things, you should share them with other people. Share, share, share. iTunes, SoundCloud, just hit the little share button. Subscribe if you haven't already. And pick up your copy of Raising God's Kids in Sin City at davidtice.com. Remember, this is Tice Talks, and it's more than a conversation.